swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's down to Ricky's place Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty with the lovely Kelly Maroney. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm wonderful. And today we have a very special guest, the lovely and talented author, actress, activist. What else will we say? Just comedian, the lovely Alison Armgren. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> so nice. See, but w let's get some plugs in. So if people want to follow you, you have a huge fan base. But let's people that are listening here that want to follow you, learn more about you, about all the stuff you're doing, how do they do that? Oh, I'm so easy to find. I'm everywhere. I, I have a website, and I actually now have a web address of uh, bonnetheads.com. <laughs> I do call my prairie fans bonnetheads. So if you're a bonnethead, bonnetheads, B-O-N-N-E-T-H-E-A-D-S, bonnetheads.com. Go to my website. My schedule's there. But I am on Twitter. I'm just at Arngrim, A-R-N-G-R-A-M. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm Allison Arngrim. I'm kind of everywhere. I'm on Tumblr. Like I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on everything. I like that. I'm on Instagram. God. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to take you back. We've we got so much stuff to talk about. So we hear all about things you're doing today and all the things you, that you have upcoming. But I'm going to take you back, way back, <laughs> to the uh, Little House on the Prairie, which everybody knows and loves you for. The lovely Nellie Olson. So Loves and hates me for. What? <laughs> I'll tell you. That's a character that they won't, you can't find that person on TV anymore because they go to focus groups and they say, press the green button if you like something and the red button if you right, don't. Right, right. And when Nellie came on, they would press the red button all right. the time. Everything is, is, is now sanitized and homogenized. <laughs> so to find a really complex character like Nellie, yeah, you just don't get that but anymore. But you were the, one of the most important characters in there because you set the, the mood for the for the morality, well, I, right? I do love, I do love the postings of things I'll see on Facebook where they'll have a picture of Nellie and they'll say, only truly realistic character on the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was way too nice. <laughs> I love that. But tell everybody about, because when you started, how old were you when you started? I was 12 when I got Little House. I've been working since I was about six. Uh, Hunt's Ketchup commercial, my first oh, job. Wow. And I'd even done a movie and everything. But I, it was my big break. Well, the reality is I'd worked a lot as a kid. And then when I was 11. I wasn't really booking much after the movie. And my father actually sat me down and told me that my career might be over. That I was, <laughs> I was washed up at 11. You know, you're just not booking. And, you know, you may not really work till after 18. It may just be over. <laughs> and then I got Little House like the next week. And so actually people talk about my making a comeback. Little House was my comeback. Well, <laughs> I'm on my seventh comeback. <laughs> I love that. So tell me, we talked a little bit earlier about um, those of you that are not in California. It was all filmed in Simi Valley. Yes, exactly. Which in the summer gets near 110 degrees. At least. <laughs> and at least on a cool day. Tell everybody about that outfit. The outfits that you oh, guys had Oh, my wear. God. Okay, so we had our fabulous 1800s clothes, which are gorgeous. But they're not really suited to California weather in Simi Valley when it's 110, 115 degrees in <laughs> August. So um, for authenticity, I mean, not only the gorgeous dresses, but I had on petticoats. That petticoat must have weighed 25, 30 pounds. It was huge. It was five-layer thick petticoat. Plus, we had the stockings. We often had pantaloons, oh the whole underwear gosh. thing. And I had the long sleeves that buttoned all the way to the wrist and then yep. the high collars with the lace. Plus, I was wearing a wig. 
Those curls were not yours? No. As you see, my hair's right quite straight. I, my hair does not hold a curl, and it did not hold a curl then. And they tried. I, I was 12 years old and sleeping in curlers and coming to work at 4 a.m. Wow. to sit in a. I was awful. So they had a wig made. So that's more heat with the wig. And then they put, like, a bonnet on it. Oh, we'd shoot the winter episodes, you know, in July, yeah, yeah, and we're in a yeah. coat. So it was insanely hot. It's in Simi. And if you've ever spent July or August in Simi Valley in California, it's so hot. And then this was filmed. This was 35 millimeter. It wasn't digital. So the lighting... The old-fashioned lights they used to use, the 10Ks, which generate an insane amount of heat. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were frying. We are just frying. Oh, you make it sound like a delight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Aw. <laughs> but, but we were talking earlier also about some people that have been on Little House on the Prairie. Yes. We, we all know Michael Landon and... Melissa Gilbert, but tell some other people that were well, that made their way through Walnut Grove. I was so proud watching the Oscars because we had two graduates of Little House in the Prairie Schoolhouse presenting awards at the Oscars. And now a lot of people spotted Jason Bateman, who was little James when little James and Cassandra, yet more orphans that were adopted <laughs> by the Ingalls. They adopted the entire town. But yes, James was uh, adopted, and uh, of course, Cassandra was Missy Francis, became Alyssa Francis, who's now the money person on Fox News. She's fabulous. But yes, so, so there's, there's Jason Bateman. And I said, no, there's a second one, and everyone had a fit. Because yes, Sean Penn's <laughs> first oh job gosh. was being on Little House oh on the gosh. Prairie. Sean Penn started on Little House. He was, it was the Tinker Jones, the famous Tinker Jones episode. Wow. And, uh, or as I said, he played uh, second uh, angst-filled teen from the left. Wow. But and Sean Penn a is a prairie boy. five short years, he would be working with Kelly Maroney and... Fast times at Ritma High is Spicoli. So, hey, we're up to our first commercial break. Already? We're taking a commercial. And then when we come back, Kelly Maroney is going to talk about what's going on in Ellison's life now when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's Place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Welcome back to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm going to take over for Jerry while he enjoys a piece of hot apple pie here at Dupar's Restaurant, which is a very famous, iconic place in Studio City, California. Where well, they have the best date nut bread. I, I, yes. I'm a fan of the date nut bread. I actually get it toasted and everything. So Yes, which is actually Allison's suggestion. So tell us about today. Now, you've written a book. I, I did. I you wrote a book after. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm the guest, so if I swear, it's not so bad. Um, indeed, well, having played the, the iconic, awful person, mm-hmm. I did. I actually, uh, my autobiography is called Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. <laughs> How I Survived Nellie Olson and Learned to Love Being Hated. <laughs> because truly, I have. I really, I, I just, people say, oh, you've embraced it. And I'm sort of like, how could I not? It was not. so much fun. <laughs> but yeah, I still, it's really weird. Over 40 years, I mean, all these fans and people just going, I hate you, I hate you, but I love to hate you. And I, I realized this is this is a fantastic thing, and I can really play off it. And then the, my whole life, it's like it somehow made sense. I mean, I was actually very shy as a kid. Mm-hmm. If anything, I was someone who was bullied. So the idea that I played this terrible, fearsome girl was a really weird twist to my life. And I thought, you know, everything in my life, it's, as I said, all roads lead to Walnut Grove. Okay. Everything in my life eventually circles back to Nellie. So I thought, okay, I just have to, I have to write this book. And you also do a show about it. I do, I do. Well, the book's been quite the hit. I'm very pleased. Mm-hmm. And I started doing stand-up as a teenager. But uh, in 2002, I started a one-woman show called Confessions of mm-hmm. 
contemporary bitch. And it really took off. People really liked it. And then they started doing it in French because it turns out I have all these crazy French fans because, well, as I say, they, they don't think Nellie Olson's mean. They think she's French. Uh, um, <laughs> La Petite Maison is très populaire. Uh, the French really love Little House on the Prairie. It's a very emotional happen? show. It started running there very early on. They got the pilot like just like a year or two after it ran here, and it really hit a nerve in France. It really appealed to them. They love that time period in American history. They like Michael Landon crying, and it is all so beautiful. So they really got into it. And so Little House is a huge hit in France. Big, big in Argentina, too. It's all over the world now. It's in like 140 countries. I get mail from just everywhere. So I thought, well, this is fantastic. I'll go to France. So now I do my show in French as well. So I got the stand-up show in America. I have the French show. I have the book. And um, then I'm also on the board of protect.org, uh, where we fight for better laws to protect children from predators. Plus, also, I've just done two pilots. I'm, I'm slated to possibly be in not one, but two horror movies, which is really fun because I've never done one of those before. Oh, I'm like, yes, yes, I, I, I get to be scary. Um, but I'm just doing all of this stuff constantly. I even have a tour of Hollywood, so I'm like you a historian. I do a Nasty Nelly's tour of Hollywood. <gasps> I it have is, to take that. It is informative and silly at the same time. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was. It's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, we get in a van. It's only 12 people, and we stop for milkshakes. Nobody else stops for milkshakes. We stop no. for milkshakes. And it's really, really fun, and we go around. And it's like, okay, you see all the historic Hollywood things, but then there's my connections. Like, yes, the Roosevelt. They had the first Oscars mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but I also had my junior homecoming dance there because I went oh. to Hollywood High. And we go by Paramount, which is a film little house. I lived in the Chateau Marmont. I went to Hollywood High. I did, I, you know, Paris Hilton's house. Well, yes, well, Paris Hilton, hello. Uh, she, her aunties are, the, I remember on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you, you have the Richards. Yeah, Kim Richards right. was little Olga, the girl with one leg shorter than the other, and Paul Ingalls oh, made her the shoes. And little Kyle Richards was Alicia Edwards when Mr. Edwards marries the postmistress oh, and adopts the. They were in Little House in the Prairie. So there's all these weirdo celebrity connections. My father worked for Liberace. We go by Liberace's house. I tell my Liberace stories. We go by Michael Landon's house. So it's this weirdly personalized tour where you get like your Hollywood things that go, oh, yeah, but I lived here. And so it's really, it's really funny. You get scenes from my life, scenes from Hollywood all at the same time. And, and it's just funny. It's just fun. When do you do that? And how can people get tickets to that? Oh, yeah, that's totally. I mean, if you go to my website, there's links and stuff. I also have a, a Nelly newsletter I send out. But um, the tours, um, there's a company, Dearly Departed Tours. Yes, and, right. Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. They do, they do all these sort of scary, dark tours. Right, and right. The, so the fun, not quite so death-focused tour <laughs> is the Nelly tour. <laughs> if you don't want too many dead bodies, take my tour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dearly Departed hosts it's really nice. When I when I first read that you were a comedian, I thought, of course she is, How, you know, because she could not. That, that's a the the vibrantness of Nellie would have to be somebody that yeah, Nellie and Mrs. Olson were funny. We yeah. were the comedy relief. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when, how can we see these pilots? What, what's going this on with This is awesome. Pilots? Okay, yeah. So I, cause I, I have kept contact with all these wonderful people throughout my career. And so every now and then someone pops up and goes, we're doing a show. And yeah. I'm like, mm, call me. So <laughs> I'm game. I'm game for anything. So Mason Reese, yes, Mr. Underwood Devil mm-hmm. Ham, it's a bug as mud, has <laughs> grown up and is just the nicest person. And... I play his ex-wife, yeah, <laughs> his somewhat funny. bitter ex-wife, but I've left him for another woman. And so now I'm married 
to a beautiful woman played by Erin Murphy, who is Tabitha on Bewitched. Tinka Tinka Tea with the nose. She's so cute. And and so I married to her. And then my mother is played by Dawn Wells, who, of course, is Marianne Marianne, on Gilligan's Island. She's been on her show, yes. Fabulous. And then uh, my my wife, Erin Murphy's mom, is played by Michael Learned, who's the mother on the Maltons. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. So we have Olivia Walton, Marianne. And, and and Tabitha and Nellie and then Mason Reese and we we run a bar together and then we and we have a son who's a darling but it's the craziest show and and it's really well written so I said fine yeah I will do this so I did this pilot and we shot it over a few weeks and they're just finishing up the editing now and the pictures I'm seeing from it are gorgeous it's really really a good show um, so I did that and then a friend of mine wrote this marvelous show um, my friend Paula Mitchell Manning wrote a thing called CPR and it's based around me it's sort of like well Mason's sort of playing the kind of like screwed up version of him sure. in cpr it's a screwed up version of me nice. i'm playing an ex-child star maybe doesn't really have all her marbles quite and i've opened up a talent agency or taken over my father's talent agency actually to try to help some of the more <clears throat> not quite making it child stars mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's quite hilarious with a lot of very strange uh, uh colorful characters and uh uh, uh Sean McNabb, who's on Sons of Anarchy, plays Mick the Dick, a mafioso, <laughs> attempting to take over my agency. So, yeah, these wonderfully twisted, bizarre plot lines in both pilots with a great cast character. I said, I want to do them, I want to do them. Yes. So we just banged them out and shot them, and I'm hoping they sell, and we'll see what happens. And then I've had two people ask me to be in their horror movies. One nice. is all sorts of demonic things and zombies, and I'm the scary grandma in the house in a wheelchair. Mm, and the other one involves something about a... Th- 30-foot-tall, extremely angry mutant penguin. Ooh. I'm Ooh. really looking forward to this. You're going to love horror. I, I know. I so want to get into horror. I have not done horror yet. And a lot of my fans are big horror fans. Oh, so like, yes. when? When are you doing horror? Oh, and I'm like, yes. very soon. <laughs> it's time for another break already. Already? Yes, okay. I can never believe this. Okay. I'm gonna, we're going to hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Yay. Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down. Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste We are back at Rick's Martini Bar with the lovely Allison Arngren. Allison, thank you for being here. It is so refreshing to see somebody that is like so comfortable with their all your, your child acting. <laughs> I, I am. Well, you know, Nellie Olson's been very good to me. Well, that's great um, to hear. She saved my life, absolutely. She she changed my life. Uh, she she gave me the courage to be strong and outspoken and crazy when I needed to be. And she, she put food on the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that's a big and part of it. People all over the world. I get literally, I'm getting fan mail now from uh, South Africa and China, who I think are the newest countries added on to the Prairie fan roster. Wow. That's striking to think of people from such different cultures are also um, relating to that. Right. Well, when I meet people from Borneo and Sri Lanka who tell me they watch the show, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are, you, what are you getting out of like, these people in covered wagons in yeah. the U.S. and the prairie? And you're in Sri Lanka. <laughs> what does this even mean? What do, you think, what do you think the nerve is, actually? They all kind of said the same thing. They said it's about love and it's about yeah. family and it's such an emotional show. And the problems that the Ingalls face... These are the problems all over the world. And I thought sure. about it when I started hearing from people from all these different countries. They said, well, look, I mean, the Ingalls, mm-hmm. they're poor. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of children. Mm-hmm. They live in a small house. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, here in America, people might have one or two kids and live in these huge houses, and we have this kind of lifestyle. But in most of the world, people are living in an agricultural society. Mm-hmm. They they're the raising land. crops, and they got a whole bunch of kids, and they're living in the one room and trying right, to hope right, that right. the crops don't die and they make it to next week. And trying to make it through the week and living hand to mouth, this is how most people mm-hmm. on Earth are actually living. So to see this family who's struggling like that, getting through it with faith mm-hmm. and love and, and relying on each other, everyone has Nellie Olson in their life. Everyone yes. knows a Harriet, and everyone yes. can't stand them. So to see yes. these people deal with them every day and somehow muddle through, yeah, they're tuning in all over the world. See, now it makes absolute sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> when you're that famous, that young, yes. how do you survive? It's a heck of a trick, you know, because you you know Paul Peterson, and I'm mm-hmm. very good friends with him and, and working with Minor Consideration. Um, it is hard. It does affect your mind and your development. It's mm-hmm. not normal. I mean, look at the people who are grown people in their 20s and 30s and they become famous it. and how yeah. difficult it is mm-hmm. for them. So if you're a child and you haven't... You haven't yet figured out who you are, and you now have people telling you who you are. Right. You now have your publicist, your manager, and your agent telling you who you are, and the media and the general public saying, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. You're not even in junior high yet. You don't even know who the heck you are. Right. So, yeah, what does that do to your mind? So there is a period where you have to go out and kind of figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, it hits in the teens or 20s. It definitely hit in my 20s. In my mm-hmm. early 20s, it was like, okay, that was a you know, show. And I was like 19 when I left the show, and I'm like, great. Okay, who am I? Oh, my God, I don't know. Okay. Um, luckily, I had some good friends and people I'd known since childhood. Mm-hmm. I hung out with some cool people. And, and I did, I mean, I absolutely, I got therapy, but I had quite mm-hmm. the life, so I needed that. And I did have to go out there and go, well, well, who am I actually? What do I like and believe? I mean, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I'm this and I'm that, but, but who else am I? Mm-hmm. And I was able to eventually figure out that this is me. I am, I am this. And so I'm able to, so since I know who I am, I am perfectly happy to acknowledge Acknowledge Nellie Olson. Say yes, I am also Nellie Olson. I am also everybody else that you think I am. I am the hooker from Fantasy Island. I am. I am the bratty child star from Love Boat. I am. I am all of those people that you thought I was, and me too. That's wonderful because a lot of people unfortunately don't get there. It's really hard. It is really hard, and you do. You have to realize that yes, you are correct. You don't know who you are, and you need to sit down and figure mm-hmm. out who that is. And some people either don't get the chance or, or they're in denial. They go, "I'm fine. I'm fine. I know who I am." Now, now you don't. No. <laughs> you don't know. No. And what are the organizations that you're involved with? Well, I'm very proud. I'm on the board of uh, Protect, which is a national association to protect children, or Protect.org. You can go to our website, mm-hmm. Protect.org, and we're very cool. Uh, we got it's over ten years now we've been in business. What we're doing is we uh, fight for legislation to change laws that will better protect children from child predators and child abuse, physical mm-hmm. abuse, sexual abuse, etc. And we've actually done this very well. We've passed a lot of laws in a lot of states and things at the federal level. Uh, closing terrible loopholes in the law mm-hmm. that allow predators to walk out the jailhouse door after conviction. Um, changing certain things, sunshine laws so that records about who gets prosecuted, who doesn't. That if you want to know, well, wait a minute, I I hear about these things. Are these people going to jail? What's going on in my county? Are they actually prosecuting these people? And you can be able to know that. Um, getting funding from the government for like, the FBI. Okay, government funds the FBI. There's a program called the ICAC teams, Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Oh. These are the guys who find the child porn, the people trafficking children. Well, 
it's a hard job. We're making sure they're getting the manpower, that they have the people, the resources that they need, the software they need, the manpower they need. And we even have a training program. We're training veterans who've returned from Afghanistan and Iraq to assist the ICAC teams. It's absolutely brilliant. So we're really doing a lot to sort of change the footing for victims versus predators, kind of like tip the scales in favor of the children. Well, you must be so proud to be able to affect... I'm, like I'm very, very pleased to be able to do that. I mean, I talk openly in my book. Yes, I was abused as a child. So to see the level of awareness that has changed so drastically over the last 20 years, I mean, people just nobody talked about it at all for right, years. Right. And now people do. And now in the last few years, I'm really seeing people do some important work. Right. And you're also involved with the what? What is the well, AIDS? What's I AIDS used to. I, indeed, I was a volunteer at AIDS Project Los Angeles back in '86, mm-hmm. and for years and years, I uh, hosted their summer, uh, the comedy stage at the summer party. Mm-hmm. I worked the AIDS hotline. Mm-hmm. I was on the speakers bureau, and I still go around the country to some of the smaller AIDS service agencies that are helping people still living with AIDS all over the country, um, because it hasn't gone away. There are people still living with AIDS. There are people still dying. Right. And it's very hard if you're even if you're living with AIDS and you're lucky enough to have a good doctor and good health insurance and be getting all the good cocktail. The drugs have horrendous side effects that make daily living just really, really hard. It's it's not, it's people say, oh, you take a pill. No, you yeah. take like 80 pills a day. You take bottles full of pills every single day and you get sick from them. I mean, the trade-off is you live. But it's very hard. Having AIDS, it, AIDS still exists. We still have people being infected with HIV all over the world every day. There are new strains of HIV coming out. I'm, I'm, I shudder to think what we're going to face next. Mm-hmm. Drug-resistant strains? Absolutely. Drug-resistant strains, mutated strains that are different, will not necessarily respond to all of the fabulous drugs we've invented. Right. So it's still it's a very scary uh, uh, map in front of us. I don't I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, we may be very surprised. People who think it's over, you may find out in a year. You may see people dying more quickly that the drugs aren't working. That they're new strains. So I would brace yourselves. Thank you for bringing awareness to that. Mm-hmm. See, when you have Nellie Olson on the show, you don't realize that <laughs> Arngrim is also such a, a person that's out there making a difference. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, no, no, no. We're not done. Oh, we're not done. Thank oh, good, you good, for your done. service. Like I say, you got to get over to my no, website yes. at, at bonnetheads.com and then protect.org, the charity. And then you'll know, like, everything about me. Okay. Or follow me on Twitter, whatever, man. Okay, so we're also, <laughs> can we have the addresses of where we can follow you and what the... Yeah, yeah. On Twitter, I'm just at Arngram, which is nice. It's A-R-N-G-R-A-M. And I'm Allison Arngram on Facebook. I also have the um, official Allison Arngram fan page on Facebook, which is, like, got the cover for Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, yeah. which is available still on Amazon in hardcover paperback, Kindle, or in French. <laughs> in French, it's really there. Um, I've got gigs coming up. I've got uh, I'm May eighth in uh, uh, Philadelphia at Club Voyeur. I'm the ninth and tenth of May in New York. I'm April twenty eighth through May third at the Long Center in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm everywhere. everywhere. I'm everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I'm I'm uh, working full. And also talk a little bit about here's Amy. Oh my God, God, here's Amy. Amy. Ah! Flashback, flashback. Okay. In the 1970s, during the Carter administration, how old am I? Okay, during the Carter administration. This was one of the first times since really the Kennedys we had a kid in the White House. And Amy Carter was freaking adorable. But she was also funny because she was wonderfully sort of like nerdy chic with the little glasses. And she was kind of geeky and a little smart kid with the big glass, very bookish. And she was cute, but people were like, what's the deal with Amy? So I thought, well, this would be funny because I was doing stand-up then and had long blonde hair and was like 15. And so I was like... 
what if we did a thing on Amy? That's like, because who could do that in their act? But you're this very young girl, but you could do it. And so we started, you know, my, I was friends with this comedy group, the Village Idiots, who were on Don Kirshner's rock concert, writing a bunch of my stuff. And we were working on this, and said, well, let's do a thing about Amy. So it started progressing, and then we said, what if we did a comedy album? Well, here's the warped, twisted part. My mother, Norma Macmillan, who was the voice of Casper the Friendly Ghost, the voice mm. of Gumby, the voice of Sweet Polly Purebred, Underdog's Girlfriend, and Davy of Davy and Goliath, she was on the first family album, the comedy album about JFK and Jackie. She was Caroline and John John. Oh, my. My mother did the oh voice my. of little Caroline and John John, the first family album. So we, somebody said, wait, this is too funny. We have to do this. My managers and everybody, my dad and my mom, we all got together and the comedians. And we said, so what if we did a comedy album about the Carters and your mother was Caroline? Ha ha. You uh-huh. could do Amy. Oh, <laughs> wait. This is genius. So actually, we in fact produced a comedy album called Here's Amy. And it's a series of comedy political sketches with these fabulous guy, Greg Suddeth, who did like all the political impressions. He did everybody from, you know, Nixon to Carter to everyone. He did the best Jimmy Carter ever. And we had all these people doing these characters and all these comedy sketches. But with... Amy as this kind of very clever little girl, but who was also sort of innocent, like, you know, I don't think so. I'm going to get my daddy right now. Mm-hmm. And so all these various corrupt politicians and Amy getting the better off them. And it's it's very silly. Um, it's totally dated. It's very 70s. A couple of sketches weirdly hold up. I was actually surprised. I sat down and listened to it and said, this is actually not terrible. Um, but it's so 70s and so nuts. And it's out on iTunes. You can totally download it now. Um, as I said in, in my explanation of it when it came back out, I said, no, no actual children were harmed during the making of this album other than me and I'm already crazy so what can you do so we've got the tour yeah, so I have a tour of Hollywood. I have a stand-up show, mm-hmm. one-woman show in English. I have two different one-woman shows in French. Um, I have the book, and, um, and I have the charities. And um, Oh, and then I visit all the Little House historical sites. And you are oh. a Minnesotan, so yes. you, you know about this. Yes. Uh, last year with the 40th anniversary of Little House, I was in Walnut Grove. I was in Wisconsin. I was in France. I was in everywhere, South Dakota, you name it. We The cast, we just visited everywhere and had these huge fan events. Mm-hmm. So I also do all this like Laura Ingalls historical stuff. Because you really care about that. You've actually been to Nellie Olson's grave. I have been to my own grave. It is very <laughs> weird to sit there see the plaque in the ground. It says, and her you know, real name is Owens. It was Nellie Owens Curry. But it's like, this is the girl. This is the girl who beat up the real Laura that she wrote about, the actual Nellie. And here she is. And I actually, there's pictures of me. I actually laid down in her grave and said, Aww. thank you. Thank you for being a bitch so I can have a career. <laughs> and it's so, and Willie's there too. And her, but I've, I have, I've researched this and I I know all about how she married Bruce Curry and had three kids, and um, it's debatable. Mm-hmm. There's some people who know she wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. but I actually talked to her descendants, and they were like, oh, yeah, totally. Yes, yes. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she was awful. Um, but it's weird. Yeah, I, I, I go on Facebook pages where I see there's the, like, the sh- fans of the show. But there's fans of the book, and there's these pages on Facebook where they're all about the history. And I read all that stuff, and I get in there and go, oh, yes, but did you know in 1875? And I'm, I'm completely into that stuff. I'm totally into the real history of Laura Ingalls Wilder and Nellie Owens. I think that's 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 darling. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Uh, in real life, you're married to a man who's in a band. I am. Bob Schoonover. Uh, I met him, actually, at AIDS Project Los Angeles. He was director of the AIDS Hotlines. He's a very cool person. And he is in a band. He plays guitar for 
band called Catahoula. And uh, they, they have sort of a New Orleans kind of you know, influence. I always said if Fleetwood Mac and Hart went to Mardi Gras together and jammed for a week, this is what they would sound like <laughs> when they came back. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's real old-fashioned rock and roll. They've uh, put out two CDs and uh, signed with a licensing company. They're hoping to get their music in films or television shows. There's like two independent films of you, some of their songs. And so you work really the door, I hear. Yeah, I do, I do, because it's great. I'll go with the point. I mean, yeah, everyone says, oh, your husband sometimes comes to your shows and helps you and will occasionally go on tour with you. Well, what about him? I'm like, oh, no, no, when he has the band, I'm loading the amp in the car. Yeah. I'm selling the CDs. I'm taking tickets at the door going, oh, no, 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 you're not on the list. And people go, oh, no, it's Nelly. Right? And it's great because, you know, when I don't work the door, there's always people letting people Trying in and saying, in. oh, sure, the list. I work the door. No one gets in without paying. It's like Mrs. Elsa at the Mercantile. Brown eggs are three cents less a dozen. And you're not on the list. That's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so great having you here. I have another two hours of things to ask you about. Right? Talk to you about. Jerry, anything else further for you? For you? <laughs> Thank you, Allison. You have been a lovely guest. Thank you. Thank you for um, being so open and being so and doing all the stuff you do in 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 I try the to city and the country and. <laughs> No, all your volunteer work, just amazing. Nellie Olson is making the world a better place. I try. And that's awesome. So thank you for joining us, and thank you, Kelly Maroney, for all that you do every day. For Kelly and Allison, I'm Jerry McCarty. Join us next week at Rick's Martini Bar. Cheers. Let's swing on down to Ricky's Place, where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Subtle joke, a touch of class, poured in a tall martini glass. Let's swing them down to Ricky's down.